Deftones, Hole in the Earth on Island 106.9 WIISQS. Good morning. I'm Gwen Falusa. Uh, we are broadcasting right off the Wall Street, beautiful Key West, Florida, for all of you listening elsewhere and across the state. No, I'm just teasing. Uh, they are putting up the lights over at Key West City Hall, and it looks great, and uh, the holiday lights are up there, and I'm excited about the holidays. I, I don't get when people are like, it's too early. I'm like, did you have such a great last couple of years that you couldn't use some lights and candy? I just don't, I don't know. Happy holidays, everybody. It's, it's, uh, every day is a holiday. And no, it's really not. Anyway, super excited to my guest this morning. He is a huge part of the Key West arts community. He, he's, he's from Key West. We're going to talk about being a conch. He's uh, a filmmaker, a photographer. He is part of the Key West Film Festival going on this week. We have a lot to talk about. Michael Marrero, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. What's it like to be here? right now <laughs> it's, it's tiring it's, this is early it's early the, for me you got the festival opening night last night yeah opening night last night uh went fantastic we showed the brian wilson film uh now we have four solid days of independent films four days see. of amazing film lineup the, the new the latest pedro Amodovar. Yep. um there's um the humans is up there yeah uh, come on come on, come on uh, red rocket by the guy who did the florida project which was a great oh, florida film it's that guy yeah he's actually in town too so he'll be doing a okay. live q a i love the florida project oh I've yeah i've seen it several times yeah, it really captures florida which is hard to do like so that, hard to do part of florida that's not the tourist part but like we see just it's like the part driving disney doesn't talk about yeah it's yeah, not in the tourist brochures, but it was so real. It no, it did, yeah. It captured that well. So oh. this one takes place in Texas, actually, but it, it might as well be Florida. For real? It's very similar. So it's yeah. very um, similar. And um, w one thing I wanted to, to just start right off, um, 10 years, the film festival's been here. I, Can't have been easy to start, and there's so much going on in Key West. No, it's been 10 years. I remember the first one, it was uh, Paul Haggis was here as a screenwriter, and it was over at the old armory mm -hmm. on uh, White Street. Nice. And yeah, 10 years. I, I was surprised when, when I did the math and I saw the t-shirts, and it was 10 years. It's, but. That's yeah, nice. I mean, it's a nonprofit. It's really grown, and um, they become a part of, you know, the yearly Key West tradition now. And it's a, it's a, it's a good part. It's a part, you know, a chance to see independent film you normally wouldn't get a chance to see. And I guess, um, you know, for, for a few years, it was like, I was like, I would just look at the schedule and go, oh, I can't make it. I don't know. It just was intimidating because it was, and then, and then there's now, so much. There's yeah. so much, and I'm just such a defeatist. I'm just teasing. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I'm the same. You That's could, yeah, it couldn't be made easier. But it's like I was thinking the other day, like this is this is a real film festival. I mean, these yeah. are players that come down here. Um, yeah, and, no, uh, it, it's it's legitimate, it, and the films they're showing are fantastic. A lot of these are going to be Oscar nominees, and you know they get great filmmakers in town. They get the Q and As. Uh, a lot of times they have uh, celebrities come in. We have Marissa Tomei, Burt Reynolds one year. That was fun. Bert, I remember Burt yeah. Reynolds and Marissa Tomei. She spoke at like the San Carlo. Or she yeah, she question. did. She I, did. I just loved that. And um, and uh, Kimberly Pierce, the from, yep. who did the Boys Don't Cry and other things. And then uh, I mean, just it, um, Tom Skerritt. Yeah, Tom Skerritt. That was uh, Chris Christopherson. Yeah. You know. And I didn't mean I didn't mean like it's a real. I meant like it, th these are. These are huge films. That they are huge films. You to get, see it here, and you get to see them early, earlier. You know, mm -hmm. before they're released in theaters, and it's, it's just a chance also to meet more uh, people that love film, uh, engage with some of the filmmakers themselves. Uh, our programmer Michael Tuckman is one of the best in the business. He's, he's pretty so, amazing. Oh yeah, he's fantastic. So, you know, he's 
this is one of the stronger lineups you know I've seen them. I'm have. just blown and They're away. all strong. They're all strong, but I this year I was a little taken when I went to the the little party and I'm like they were running the films and I'm like yeah. I, it was just jaw drops. Yeah. And one thing I really appreciate the LGBTQ um, uh, films uh, category. I hadn't heard of these. Yeah. And something like um, uh, Great Freedom, uh, Firebird. I mean, they're very dramatic, serious, yeah. real stuff. Real, But, I mean, it's important to me to see, kind of see that. And yeah. stories about um, uh, LGBTQ people um, being, you know, imprisoned for being gay. Yeah, and uh, being... the, the festival's always really highlighted that and always tried to give that that minority of voice you know i just to, think it's great and i i was i appreciate that too and again uh, but in every category i love documentaries yeah the shorts are fantastic too the sh yeah. i heard now do you have a you have a film in here i uh, yes uh Tell me us about it. <laughs> yeah me and john rose did a short a few years back from a grant from the borscht group which is this crazy miami group of filmmakers so they gave us a script the script was insane we made it it was kind of like our apocalypse now because that was probably the hardest shoot i've ever been on wow. we shot that bum castle out there that's on uh, oh, the in the big Hoppet road yeah the last day of shooting we started six in the morning and ended at seven in the morning the next day that's a lot it's a lot it's a lot with no electricity all just out there oh. it was so yeah if you want to come and see my tears basically <laughs> yes we'll see your pain you'll see my pain on the screen mine and john's uh that's shown in front of a film called alien on stage which is a fantastic documentary about a ill be guy attempt to um, turn Alien into uh, like a They're Broadway doing show. Alien on stage, this group, yeah. and it looks amazing. It's funny. It, it looks it's, so. It's a great. It's a great film, like a real life waiting for Guffman. There you go. Yeah. It is. It is. Is what's your film called again? Uh, Sexton and the Spade. Okay. Okay. Check that out, everybody. You've made a lot of films. Um, you when I first kind of got to know you. Uh, something was shown at QS Theater. Kind of your 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 juvenile your juvenilia. What do they call that? Your oh, childhood yeah, work. I made a couple films back way. in the mid nineties. And you could it was so Square Grouper and Southernmost Point. And people, I mean they're fun to watch. And you see like Houseboat Row and stuff on Houseboat Row. And people were just cheering to see like, yeah. the things. Things some things aren't here anymore. No, and and some parts of the humor didn't age well. You know, but well, that was I okay. thought it was insanely. <laughs> well. How old were you when you made that? Oh, 25, 26. They were great. I mean, and that's somewhere, you know, somewhere in there. I thought you were like a child prodigy. I thought maybe you were twelve. And no, yeah, that was. It was all my conk buddies were in it, and they all brought some wives because like first time we've seen in like twenty years almost. And wow. All, all brought their wives and kids, and like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. part. That is. Oh, forgot oh, about wow. that part. Because uh, and Ron Gage is in it. Yeah, Ron's in it. He yep. becomes sort of a, a the star of the. Um, yeah, Ron. Of the of this show, um, but I uh, wanted to ask about um, what inspires you and what I mean. You could live wherever you want, but this is your hometown. And well, you know, Key West always been it's it's always so supportive and it's always been fantastic. And the people here are so unique, and the setting is so unique. Even though it's changed over the years, and everybody's got their opinion on that, but you know, there, there's still a lot of magic in Key West, and there's still this underlying theme of acceptance and openness and everybody's it's, on an equal playing field it's a wonderful place which is and, great and um wanted to ask uh, as a, i'm a transplant although i have 10 years but that's yeah. dumb it doesn't mean anything to anybody though, <laughs> other than me because i've survived the rent here for 10 years uh, what what would be a guide or what are some suggestions or advice to people moving here how to like do it so you're not being obnoxious i would say you come here you're moving here because you love the island. So why are you 
a lot of time people move here and they try to bring where they move from to here. Why? And they try to change Key West to be like where they're from. Idaho. Because some certain part annoys them, and that has really been a detriment to a lot of Key West as a whole. I mean, there's been some good in that, but a lot of it's just, you know, Key West is supposed to be a little rough around edges and a little unpolished and a little loose. And everybody runs a little late, and things all the time don't always get done, but that's all right, you know? Always time to get a beer. Always time to go to the parrot. <laughs> just don't get spun up. You know, just everybody just needs to but take a breath. You make a good point about the, the changing and the, um, and I mean, there's something about Key West that I, there's still a couple of pockets in Old Town that are a little scruffy, and I like that. Yeah, there's a few. There's a few. A little scruff. A little scruff. Like Old Town Fitness is like one of the best gyms in the world. I just, love that place. You walk in there, there's a chicken running around now. Oh, so, okay. That's yeah. new. <laughs> that's new. There's a that's family new. of chickens in there. So. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's that's good. what about the dogs that live there? There's a couple dogs, but I mean, do they like the chickens? Yeah, they're fine. You know, chickens. Nobody messes with the chickens right, in Key West. So chickens are like know, little dinosaurs. You know, they're. I can say something and almost cussed. So no, no, no. but I mean, uh, okay, I like that. I like the guide of being being. Um, you know, just don't don't try to change it. Which, yeah, which you I don't, don't you, understand because it, you're, we're here because it it is. People West. come here because of that charm, and then they want to. Uh, people get comfortable how it was somewhere else, so they want to change it to what it was, and. They want those rules and restrictions and, you know, and now Key West is a lot more expensive, as we all know. So Even in 10 years, I've seen the oh, rent has cr- doubled. It's crazy. Which I guess maybe that's normal, in, but to double? You know, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Miami's Key West, high. And Miami's high. Key West is, well, there's no Brooklyn, or no, not Brooklyn, there's no Queens next to Key West. We don't have a Even Stock Island's expensive now. So there's no Stock really Island's Brooklyn, which is expensive. Yeah. Like, I got here and I go, you <laughs> know that's Island, like Brooklyn. Brooklyn. And I, go, I never thought I'd hear those two things. Well, someone and, uh, told me, when I, I, I was like, well, where do I live? And they're like, eh, kind of like Washington Heights. And I was like, but, so know. what's Big Coffin? Big Coffin's got to be like Queens or the Bronx or something. Hoboken. But I'm like, these places are all very expensive. They were trying to say Brooklyn because it's cheap. I'm like, where have you been? Yeah. But, um, so. but anyway, I, I guess uh, um, uh wanted to go back to the festival is talk about the fact that um, uh, it, how homegrown is it? Who Who's running this festival? Is it a, is it based um, in Key West or is it is no, it put it, on by outsiders? It's put on by uh, Brooke Christian. Okay. Um. So, yeah, he's been involved since the very inception, him and Michael Tuckman. Mm-hmm. So it's been them. And, you know, Brooke had ties into the Key West arts community uh, through his dad, uh, who was on the board of Tropic for a while. This is way back when. And so, you know, it felt like Key West was a natural place to try to do a film festival. I mean, what filmmaker wouldn't want to come here to see their film film That's here? amazing. That you know, the... screen here. So it kind of grew from that and those who have been just really the spearhead of the festival over the course of its 10 years because someone was asking me they're like well is it really a cute and i was like it's a giant film festival and yes locals are involved yeah locals are heavily (laughs) all the volunteers are locals yeah uh myself brandon beach uh, my wife liz love are all part of you know helping out with it and they involve uh, the Key West High School students are showing their stuff. They have an amazing program. So, yeah, they, they really do a lot of community outreach. The, the Key West High that. School filmmakers are amazing. And I know. They, they get, they know. get a yeah. lot of a national um, attention. attention. And, yeah. And, and they've won all these awards. But they're here. They're part of the film festival. Yeah, they're part of it, too. So, That's yeah, they really great. do reach out to the community. So That is that is amazing. Now, um, uh, you're super busy. Have you seen any of the films? I have not. I've seen like Alien on stage. You got to see that. That's the one I want and to see. And I had a lot of friends. Uh, seen a lot of them, but a lot of these just I haven't seen them because there hasn't been opportunity to see them. You've yet. been super busy, and you have kids. No, and not, stuff. there's no way to see them. They're not streaming oh, that, yet. That's why they're I, not. Okay. So that, that's what's so unique about the oh, festival. Oh, some you of these get, aren't available at all. 
Right. They're not available at all yet. So this is like the first look chance to get to see it. They are premiering, and that's some um, because I I um I did see the Brian Wilson um uh, dial, uh, biopic last night. Yeah, people love that. People I it was great. remarkable, yeah. and I I love documentaries, and even when they're about like I, I mad respect for Brian Wilson yeah. and the Beach Boys, genius. But I it's not like I'm some you know huge fan. Right. Oh, it was so well done. It was yeah. just why are documentaries so great, Michael? Ah, could they show real life? You know, they're and just it's, so like. It, and then Custard artifice, I guess, and you get to see, you know, this truly unique story that's that's real. And and Bruce Springsteen's in it, and I don't know. Those movies make me feel really old. Yeah, <laughs> it's like everything Bruce, makes it feel old. Bruce now, looks going. old, and I'm not not in a bad way. And I'm like, yeah, what yeah. happened? What happened to us? No, we're great. We're doing great. We're, we're doing, doing good. Great. We're fine. We're but, fine. But uh, oh, you got to see the Alien movie. But there is a documentary on Kenny G, and I really want to see it. And I'm no no offense if you love Kenny G, no. but I'm not a fan. I wasn't a fan. When he was like new, but yeah, that's, he's uh, this giant successful guy, and right. I'm told that the documentary is really yeah, uh, insightful. Be so and, um, that's that's cool. I wanted to ask about you know what I was looking at your website, which is fabulous. Yeah, thank you. Will you do my website? <laughs> Squarespace. <laughs> he's like, really? Yeah, it's right, easy. Right. You know, just got to tweak it out. And um, it, you know, it talks about your your Cuban American roots, your Cuban roots, mm-hmm. your Cuban heritage, and um, you'd done a play down there. You you taken uh, an original play of yours. Yeah, La Cura, that uh, that showed in Cuba, and then uh, that had a couple mm-hmm. small um, readings in New York and a uh, production in New York. So that's been going great. Um, you know, it's about the time in Key West in the early '80s, told from now until then. You know how the island has changed. So it's a kind of rough and tumble. Because I I saw it and it's it, uh, in Kiwa. It was that was the play, right? Where could yeah, been, it could have been another play. <laughs> yeah, I've fun. done a few. That's uh, yeah. Is, no. is it where that there's a guy talking about like um running the boat on four inches of water? Yeah, there's some great yeah, that, line. That, that's La Cura. Like, that going mo- fifty five miles an hour. That cutting the flats, Monkey Island, the rooster fights. It's it's great stuff. Because yeah. I wanted, to, I mean, I. It, are there a lot of Key West historians? It seems like you were one of the few to kind of put these, you know, time capsules together. Well, you know, I like, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm one of the few. David Sloan has mm-hmm. a really deep knowledge of the Keys. To me, he's like the next Tom Hambright coming up. He, he you does. Know? He's very knowledgeable. He yeah. helps out a lot. So, um, but yeah, there's there's locals doing doing great work, you know, especially in like the Andy Thurber's and um, in that realm of the arts, you know, the painters, the sculptors. So playwrights, not too many, you know, uh, writers, but I mean, there are a lot of Key West writers, but, you know, I, I do like to try to take that viewpoint that most people haven't seen. You That's know, great. That deep conch native viewpoint. I know. And I, cause I saw that, um, on your website and then the, the Blondie film last night was shown an 18 minute film about Blondie, uh, Deborah Harry and, and yeah. Family. Yeah, I didn't get to see that. Was it? Uh... It was pretty. She's she's just amazing. Yeah. It was it was. She's just my hero. And and they were performing in Cuba. And I guess it was 2019. I I, I at first I'm like, whoa, when did this happen? And um, I don't know. There was something that tugged at my heart a little because I, I the island is so immersed in crises. And yeah, I wanted to ask how you um reconcile that or how you with co- Cuba. Yeah, I mean, how do you how do you cope with the emotional toll of watching so many people struggle yeah i mean that's a tough question at 8 15 sorry, morning. sorry. <laughs> but i mean i guess i guess when i was watching I mean, it you know it's beautiful yeah. sights of havana and the people are so beautiful and enjoying art and music and then i thought you know wonder what's happening now with these same people yeah i mean it's hard for my dad who's who's from there mm-hmm. so you know he left right after a batista and before castro became power and then he had to go back and bring his 
parents out and his brother out. So for him, it's hard to watch it. You know, he's been in the United States for 50 years now and hasn't had a chance to go back home, which which okay. is hard. It's... So, you know, I had opportunity to go there a few times. and It's hard to see that part of your heritage and not be able to experience and have it be a part of your life because it's shut off. And there's it's such a thorny topic that yeah it kind of puts you on the no no spot. no it's uh but it's, i thought of you because i was like i wonder how michael like handles you know thinking about all this and it's just such misery going on that you know and, and it's so political how do you talk about yeah. it because you don't want everyone gets mad at well you. what was unique for people my age is we've never experienced cuba you know so we've grown up it's always been closed off to us so it's always this thing that's over there mm-hmm. that so but for our parents and our relatives who experience it, it's a much more close and personal wound that that they're dealing with. Uh, well, I, I um, it's it's one of the things about living in Key West. I've, I've learned a lot about the, the Cuban experience yeah. of people that live here or that are in South Florida. And it's uh, remarkable. And yeah, uh, Key West used to be much more Cuban centric than it is now. You know, that's something that's definitely kind of migrated away from here. Yeah. Um, best, uh, best Bucci in town. Ah, uh, the, the little laundromat over there on White Street. Nice. You know the one. Uh, not uh, not no. Sorry, uh, the one by but, City Hall. Yeah. Okay, one of the same names, but they yeah. can buy not. But uh, okay, just curious, just curious. Could you make Bucci at home? I used to, but now I'm getting a little bit older. I mean, that's like Defcon Five. I drink Bucci. It's like <laughs> straight to the bathroom. You know, <laughs> there ain't no. <laughs> We're not doing it. Well, Michael, yeah. Michael Morero, congratulations Thank on you. your filmmaking success, and thanks for coming in. Of course, of course. Always enjoy coming. We'll in. have you in every week. Oh, there we go. Yeah, eight <laughs> ten. Enjoy the film festival. Thanks, Michael. Thanks. And thank you all for tuning in this morning. Uh, we're going to come back after we play a song. We'll take a look at your headlines and look at the weather. I, I think it's going to be rainy again. But um, winter's coming, y'all. Uh, this is St. Vincent, Pay Your Way in Pain. Stick around. Yeah.